<laughs> Brandon, he's laughing. Facing he's laughing. the Giants and Courageous in the horror section. Yes. It's a scream, well, baby. <laughs> it's horror to some people. Uh, I'm surprised well, you have those movies. I have them too, but, but you, you're anti-Christian yeah. films. Think they suck. That makes it sound like that makes it sound like I'm anti-Christian. I'm not. I'm a Christian. No, no, no. I'm anti. I'm anti-Christian anti films in the sense of that the production value is terrible. Now I will give props to, uh, um, like I said, the Chosen. Uh, they've done a good job. So uh, hats off to those guys. But let's tell people who we are. I'm Aaron Whitlow. I'm Brandon Spivey. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> And today, it's a scream, baby. As Brandon said, Brandon, you could probably say it better than I can. So go ahead, lean into your. your well, I already uh, said it. You don't want to jump in too much. You don't want to jump the shark. It's a scream, baby. Yeah. So live her alone. Today, live her alone. He hit me with that line late last night. Uh, we are not going to have uh, uh, what we watched or anything. Um, only thing that we watched, but Brandon mentioned was like really uh, the whale, and that's and too deep of a cabin. huh. Knock at the cabin. Oh yeah, I guess we can. You want to discuss that real quick, briefly? <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, all right, but to the viewers, we'll see. <laughs> but real quick, knock at the cabin door. See, I thought. That Batista and the cast was excellent in it, but I just didn't enjoy the movie as much. I thought that it was, I thought it was, I thought the twist was, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He, I think Nim Knight said, I'm going to show you a twist. The twist is that there is no twist. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, um, that's your issue with the movie? It's based on a book, Aaron. And yeah, actually, the, the book, ending is different in his movie. Yeah, I know, I know. No, I think that the ending because somebody spoiled the book for me. I was reading it, but or listening to it. But I think that the ending was the ending was not bad. I think that he did a great job with uh, with uh, overall. I just felt like I wish it would have subverted things a little bit more or left it maybe up in the air. Like, is this really because of them, or did they just do this? You know, like I wish that it was like. A little bit more ambiguous. Uh-huh. That's what I was hoping for. A little bit more amb- ambiguity, and so, yeah. but not. But I didn't hate it. I thought Dave Bautista. I, I think this is his best performance thus far in in the film. Yeah. I have to agree. Uh, I think he's going to win an Oscar at some point in his career, and I just think that's baffling to say. But at the same time, he's grown so much as an actor. So, ah, uh, he is hands down the best wrestler turned actor of all time um just there's no debate until Dwayne mm. starts doing more taking things ser- more serious <laughs> yeah I, I don't know if he can um and I, I'm not even suggesting him doing that you do what makes you money in this business you know Batista's just mm. he's an actor you're a Hollywood star you're a blockbuster so that's what Batista said he said that he um, he doesn't want to just be the next rock. He said he wanted to work with great yeah. directors, great writers, great you know actors, and just and be, and be an actor. Yeah. And I think that he's actually done that. And uh, hats yeah. out to him. Um, it, I'm 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 so proud of his career. I really am. And it's not knocking uh, Dwayne either. I mean, hey, he wanted to be the next Arnold, and I think he's it, delivered. It, yeah, he's been absolutely. Doing that, so. Yeah. He's had a great career as that type of actor, and I wouldn't change what you're doing. It's working. So, yeah, Dave is uh, Dave is an actor. What about so? And then another one you recently watched, uh, and you said it brought you really down low was The Whale. Oh God, that's <laughs> depressing. It's great, but it's so depressing. Yeah, Brandon just, Fraser did an excellent job, right? Yeah, Didn't yeah. he just disappear into the the row? Yeah, absolutely. And the reason it's so depressing is because. A person, yeah, he was he was bigger before, but then you know he just he got he lost control of it and just got he got so big he couldn't really walk without you mm-hmm. know help, and 
that depresses me just because of my size. And that's like, what if I just got so down and depressed that I just gave up like he did? You know, I just, it's, that's what I was thinking about. Like it could happen. Realistically, it could happen. And just, I, my heart went out to the character of Charlie. It just, I hated to see him like that. And then you yeah. get to know him and it's like, man, it's just, it depressed me. But yeah, if he wins Oscar, I can't complain about it. He, him, him or Austin, like that's who I want to win. They both deserve it equally, in my opinion. And yeah. if they either one of them wins, I'll be very grateful. Well, more than grateful, yeah. I'll be very happy for both of them, whichever yeah. does. Right. Real quick, Matthew Carter uh, says, "Hey, Aaron, hope you're well. I've read the Disney is making Toy Story Five, Frozen Three, and Zootopia Two. Thank you, Matthew. I heard about uh, at least Toy Story, uh, which." Please leave it alone. I thought the last one was ended really well. Um, is yeah, it an actual you know. Toy Story sequel or is it going to be Woody and his gang or Buzz and the original gang? It's probably, it might be Buzz and the original gang. I don't know. I don't know where you go from there. Yeah, I love the idea that Woody is now off doing his thing. Or it could be like maybe you would follow both of them they end up back together somehow. I don't know. That. Huh? I, that would make the fourth movie pointless. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but but I, I've heard a lot of people didn't like that ending. Uh, not so much they didn't like the movie, just didn't like Woody leaving. It's you know, I, I thought it was time. And, and Tim Allen actually said this: like he looks at Toy Story, the property now, kind of like a Marvel property. They can have the, hmm. these solo adventures now, and. I just don't think you should call it Toy Story 5 if you go that route. No, I agree. Um, I will say, uh, just back before we get to Scream, uh, back to uh, The Well, I think, I hope Brandon wins over Austin in the sense of this. This is the only reason why I would say this, because I believe that Austin is that caliber of an actor that he will get another nod for something else in the future. I think that his career is just blowing up. Brandon... Uh, with Brandon Fraser, I felt like he, you know, he he started out like doing those, like you know, like uh, Casino Man and stuff like that. He started off doing like little schlock type of stuff, and yeah. I hope that he wins because that just, for me, it validates that his career and that he is, and 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 he's such a, I, I love his spirit, you know. Uh, but uh, and, and Austin's as well. Not taking anything away from both of them, really deserve it. And if one of them win, I'll be happy. <laughs> you know. Uh, and then also for a uh, best supporting actor, uh, I think Q Hu Kwan, aka Data. He's got to win. If if he doesn't win, that's a travesty. That's just all I'm saying. Like I heard that the Goonies were officially like announced for the sequel, and I th- mm. I feel that if it is true. I feel it's because of him. Honestly, yeah. like they're going to ride the success of him, and I don't know if you should do a sequel all these years later. Uh, I mean, yeah. it, it could turn out good, but it also could turn out bad, really bad. Yeah. <laughs> really his bad. career, yeah. man, his career can now go up, upwards, man, and he can do more things. Uh, yeah, I would rather see him return in Indiana Jones than the Goonies. Yeah, sequel. I understand that. Um, all right, so let me go ahead and pull that up because we're going to go ahead and get into it. I didn't want to spend too much time on it. We're, almost, we're 10 minutes into the – and I think it's good. We're now going to jump into Screen 1996. Uh, this is a film directed by the late, great Wes Craven. Uh, didn't know this, that this movie was first uh, pitched to George A. Romero and – Somebody, I forget who else, but they both turned it down. Uh, and then West turned thing. it down initially, huh? I said a good thing. George turned it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a great thing George turned it down, uh, honestly. And no offense against George Romero. I just, it would have been a totally different film. Uh, but, um, but yeah, so it was George George Romero, oh, not Toby Hooper. I feel like it's somebody else. I forget who it is. Maybe Toby. I feel like it's another horror guy that, that turned it down. Um, uh, maybe, maybe Ramey, maybe Ramey. I don't know. It might not be Ramey. 96, 
uh, I don't know what he's, he was doing. Uh, but um, but I know that it was Romero for sure. Uh, but he turned it down. And then, like, Craven, he turned it down. But then it was uh, a fan got to him. And, like, somebody told him, you know, pretty much that your stuff is – you stop pushing the envelope or you stop doing things, something like that. It kind of lit a fire under him. And so he, he looked at the script again and, and took it and, and just him with Kevin Williamson uh, combined made what I consider a classic in horror and classic in slashers for sure, but classic in horror. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've talked a little bit about this last night and you, I'm not going to say what you said. If you want to say, you want to tell the world, you can. But in my opinion, this is the best slasher film of all time. And not just film, but I feel it's the best slasher franchise. And that's not, I'm not saying Scream's my favorite or anything. I just think quality wise, it is the best slasher franchise out there. Um, I say it. I go ahead and say what I said. So <laughs> uh, I said Scream. Is has surpassed now Halloween for me essentially. Like now it has now become so the, my favorite. Huh? So those are fighting words I hear, but I yeah. it has become my favorite uh it has become my favorite uh slasher. Like and I not nothing against Halloween. How and, and even then Halloween twenty eighteen, in my opinion, is a better film than Halloween uh seventy seventy eight, you know. Like not nothing against that one. I just think that it had a little bit more oomph to it for me. Um, but and 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 Halloween, the original Carpenter's Halloween was great uh, for what it was. Honestly, it really was. It's a product oh, of its yeah. time, and it, and it stands still. It stands today, and that's why it's in this film. It's featured in this film because it's such an iconic movie. But Scream, like if Halloween, okay, if Halloween kicked off the slasher craze and the and the holiday craze, which ultimately led to Friday the 13th, and then later on, Jason Voorhees, who kicked off that type of craze, you know, and then but, but then you have this that kicked off a whole nother genre type of you know, movies, like I Know What You Did Last Summer, and you know, a lot of them like that. Yeah. This movie kicked those off, and it, it means something. Yeah, I mean... I can't remember how I worded it last night. Um, I can't remember, but I just, I, th- I thought, oh yeah, okay. I said Halloween, Friday 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, those films was about the kills, about the deaths and the boogeyman. This film, this franchise, it's not really about Ghostface and, or who the killer is. It's about the characters. It's about that connection with the characters. So it, it's the opposite of what those films originally did. You care about these yeah. characters. You care about Dewey, Sydney, um, uh, Gail. You know, uh, what's his name? Um, Randy. Randy. You know, mm-hmm. even even okay, Stu. I mean, I'm a massive mark for Stu. He's the yeah. villain in this movie. One of the villains yeah. in this movie. Stu. Oh. Stu is uh, like he. I tell you what, man. I tell you, uh, watching rewatching it again last night, uh, Matthew Lillard. Ate every single scene that he was in. Yes, he I, was so he he had such a pull, and and the lever alone, just like you wanted more. I wanted more of him, honestly. Uh, so yeah. Once you get to the um, the TV scene, I'm really watching to say maybe he could have survived, you know, because that's the theory he survives. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I I know the TV's kind of blowing up on his face. I was like. Yeah, I mean, it's Hollywood. You can survive this. Yeah. I know they kind of live in a realistic world here, but yeah, he could have survived. And then, but, and we'll we'll talk about it next week when we get to dealing with his mother. uh, uh, But let's let's go ahead and just kind of dive into some stuff. So we start off the movie with Drew Barrymore. It does an excellent thing with. there's no more. Um, but uh, it does an excellent thing about uh, it. Pretty much does with the psycho, the psycho bait and switch. 
No, she's asleep. All right. She does a psycho bait and switch uh, with the uh, whole Janet Lee thing of, you know, Bill and her type Bill lady who was killed within 30 some minutes of the, of the, that moves us into act two, you know, moves us into like, oh, this is not about her. Um, yeah. And uh, in this, Drew beats her by like five minutes, essentially. She just well, beats her by 37 minutes. Drew's murdered pretty early. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, no, that's just my opinion. I think this is the best opening scene to any horror film I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I remember watching this for the first time. I was like, I was like, I don't remember Drew in any of the trailers. <laughs> so I was like, she's all, but she was all over the promotional material. Yeah, I, remember was, just, but I remember her like holding this phone screaming. So I was uh, thinking, is Drew Barrymore the, the lead in this movie? I was like, it just caught me off guard seeing her originally because I had no idea she was even in the movie. So um, I love this scene though. I love, I mean, I, I took a little video and shared it on Instagram last night. <laughs> so yeah. do you know? And the thing about it is, Drew Barrymore was originally cast as, uh, as, as Sydney. Uh, and she uh, then, like, within a week or so, like not maybe not that long before the shoot started, Drew went to uh, Wes and said, "I want to be Casey instead." Because she said, "I think it, it's, I, I think that maybe she didn't want to shoot do a long shoot, or maybe she thought that it'd be more exciting." But they was like, "Oh yeah, it's a good idea," you know. And then they cast Neff Campbell. <laughs> you know, thankfully, Kevin Williamson. Already had kind of a did she did he have anything to do with Party of Five at all? No, because she was doing Party of Five. Yeah, she was doing Party um, of Five. No, he had nothing to do with that. Uh, but but she uh, but like, man, this was before anything. Great he move, great move. But yeah, this this came right before Dawson, right? Yeah, two years before Dawson's Creek. So, and and for Wes Craven, this is two years after uh, uh, New Nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Which was very meta for its time, but it was it was straightforward. This had more comedic overtones mm-hmm. or undertones, rather, and uh, and just and the dialogue. Man, just this movie is, I it's it's a it's a perfect film, honestly. Um, but yeah, I love the Drew Barrymore stuff, and that's the one death Brandon in this film that I honestly really like. Like I heard it, I heard for it. I just like, oh lord, because like even last night watching it, and she didn't get strangled, and she already got stabbed. I was thinking, throw your phone at your parents, <laughs> get their yeah. attention. I will say though, uh, with her death, it, it's it felt like it was the most gruesome death in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like no other death, to me. It meant the it meant the most. It started with a bank, you know. It, it got you invested in this story they were telling, and I had no idea that she wanted to be, well, or she was cast to be Sydney. Though I think mm-hmm. I kind of wish she would have been Sydney in a way because I think she's more likable than Nev Campbell. Um, I'm just I know a lot of people love Nev Campbell as Sydney. I mean, you see it all the time online. They're so upset that she's not in the new one, but. I don't know. I just, I've never been this big fan of hers. I think she does well with. You know Sydney. what I, I you know what I, I wish though, with the new one, and I apologize, bro, but it's just remind me. I wish that the, none of the original, like the the uh, the um, legend characters, the uh, I wish that none of them would come back. Um, honestly, yeah, are you talking about the legacy characters? Yeah, he's. But yeah, it's <laughs> parenthood essentially. Uh, but uh, so but you yeah. talking about the, like in the last one or this one that's coming? No, no, no. This one is coming. Like I thought, the last one was a great way of kind of finishing, wrapping up those characters, and now we now move on to dealing with the new yeah. set of characters. I would. That's what I would say that. Um, not to get off topic on it, but uh, Gail does kind of feel out of place in the trailer in the new one. But 
She may not actually be in it long. She may be the first death. You never know. I mean, oh, Lord. Brandon, don't ruin stuff for me. Brandon, Brandon I'm ruining it. I haven't seen it. I, I haven't watched the trailer it. at all. I haven't watched the trailer, Brandon, at all. I've literally stayed away from this so that I can watch it. I don't understand how uh, you haven't watched the trailer. Because trailers, trailers, trailers spoil things worse than you do. Uh, but I it, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like how that made you feel. Um, but yeah, uh, hey, let me ask you this. So, yeah, jumping from the death of Casey, aka Drew Barrymore, going to, um, going to the stuff with, um, we have uh, C- uh Sydney rather at her house and we meet Billy, Billy Loomis. The other famous Loomis in horror is Billy and there's Dr. Loomis. Uh, but And then there's also a Detective Loomis on, uh, in Psycho, but nobody really remembers him, in my opinion. I don't know. But um, Billy Loomis. Mm-hmm. Now, looking at this again, like that you watched last night, was there a lot of red red flags that he was the killer? Like, was, do you feel like he was the one that killed I feel like, I feel like it was Stu who killed uh, Casey. I, I think. Yeah, I think so. Do you think that Billy was there? Uh, he may have been there, but I to think help trigger her up maybe. To help get maybe. her up, horse into the screen. Okay. But I, I do feel that it was Stu that killed her. Um, I also feel that it was Billy that was attacking Sydney. In this scene, and he just pops up out the window. I, I feel that it was him. Sure. I mean, Stu may have been there as well. You, you just don't know. But, um, I, yeah, I feel like it was Billy. But any red flags? Um, I think there was a red flag um, at the police station. I didn't feel any red flags before, prior. It's not Friday. Yeah, we... we uh, Aaron has I, a I date some... on Friday. Yeah, it's with his so, wife, by the way. It's with his wife. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, I, I was kind of looking at this uh, from a perspective of knowing who the killers are and uh, watching them kind of interact with one another and with others in this movie, and it kind of builds a wholly, totally different movie. Uh, and doing it that way, like like the scene where they're sitting around the fountain and they're talking, and uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, you can gut him." And he's talking about, you know, like Stu's talking. Yeah. Pretty much don't. He's pretty much telling what he did, and yeah. the way that Billy looked at him, like, "Hey, knock it off." He's not. He's saying knock it off because man, you talk. But yeah, yeah, the eye contact there, the kind of was like. But I also took that as a you're being insensitive. It's fine to talk that way with me and you, but there's the girls here who are very uncomfortable with it. So I kind of took it. He, he was being insensitive, but I don't know. Yeah. You, you all right? Uh, keep, keep talking. I'm, um, I got a call and it uh, messed up my audio. Bear with me. Just keep talking, though. Okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, as far as, you know, that's all I thought It's part of the red flags. That he was just, yeah. you okay? Yeah. Did you figure it out? Yeah, I got it. I'm good. I got on speakerphone now. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I could see your point, though, how you would think that would be a red flag. Kind of is, but at the same time, I do think he was nurturing his girlfriend, Sydney, because she was mm. really uncomfortable with it. You know, like, totally out. I, I, I don't know, but... Once you get to the end of the movie, the, the plan was to kill her anyway, so I don't really know. Oh. I mean, so then now, and that's that bringing me to another thing. So the attack on Sydney uh, at her house that night, had they killed her, then where would they have gone from there? Or was their plan then? I think the plan was, must have been to kill her right then. Yeah. Because he was going to stab her, but she just happened to kick him off. Yeah. Yeah, the plan was to kill her then. I, I think the plan was to kill all of them, all the friends, you know, and have that big party at the end where they were the only two survivors. So that was still the master plan. Yeah. Sydney wasn't supposed to be the final girl. She just ended up being the final girl. Yeah, I think so. 
Now, do you think that uh, do you now uh, in the bathroom scene we had uh, uh, one lady that I'm, I'm friends with on Facebook. She's known as the girl in the bathroom in Scream. That's what she. That's her thing. Um, Nancy Ann Ritter. Ritter uh, but uh, her and the other girl, the cheerleader, uh, which is Leonora Scalfo, um, when they were in the bathroom, they was talking about Sydney, and then they leave, and Sydney gets attacked. Do you feel like the person attacking Sydney was uh, one of the killers, or was that a prank? I want to go. It was one of the killers, just because they did kill the principal afterwards. You mm. know. Yeah, the funds. We gotta talk about that. But he was the, sloppy. So we gotta talk about the funds. And he did a I didn't realize he did like a callback to the funds, him checking his checking his hair in the mirror. That's kind of a callback to uh happy days. I didn't realize that until last night. So um yeah, man. <clears throat> yeah, that guy right there, man. Um Henry and then the and then the sheriff, uh, Sheriff Burke, also was the sheriff. He was not a sheriff, but he was a deputy in in Nightmare on M Street, in the original Nightmare on M Street. He was the guy that, um, I don't know, he's like the, the sheriff's right-hand man. Uh, so, yeah, man. Uh, Tatum. What were your thoughts on Tatum, a.k.a. Rose McGowan? Uh, and, and her death. Did her death impact you at all? Like, I mean, I thought it was sad. You know that Sydney's best friend is getting gutted here, but I, I think I think about it. What, where would her character have went if she had lived? I don't. If you write write any slashers and you do any sequels to them, you realize you come up with a problem with certain survivors. You really have no story for them in the sequel. I had a problem when I wrote my Midnight Murder series. Um, uh, I, th- I felt she needed to die. I felt like her character really. Didn't have a strong story arc. She without Sydney being around, or being the sister of Dewey. Uh, she, Dewey, she was, Dewey was the but, prize. Dewey was the prize. Yeah. Honestly, um, but she was. Uh, she, I thought she she did a good job. This is basically the only movie I like her in. That in her entire career, I don't. I don't know what it is. I don't think she does much today. But uh, just. I didn't like Jawbreaker. Yeah. I didn't like her in Phantoms. Uh, I can't really think of anything else. I can't honestly say that I know a movie that she was in. Oh, I don't recall Jawbreakers. She was in Charmed, I know, but I don't really didn't really watch that. I haven't seen that. Um, and she's in Planet Terror, I guess. I don't know. Is she? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I ain't watching that movie. I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with Quentin Tarantino. Uh, but that was actually uh, Robert Robert Rodriguez, though, right? That was actually Robert Rodriguez. Planet Terror. Yeah, Planet that was Robert Terror, Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah. But I haven't seen it. Other. That was huh? Bruce Willis, right? Yeah. No, uh, that's uh, that's uh, Death Death something. Death yeah, Death Proof is Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell, yeah. The other one has Bruce in it? See, I didn't know that. He's I on the poster. I literally never really seen Grindhouse. I'm just be honest. I've never seen that movie. I've seen Death Proof, but not the other one. <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never seen it. I know that is there like zombies in something? I don't I know. Have no idea. I... But anyway, uh, yeah, she, yeah. The what what I meant by is what we got from this relationship was that Dewey and Dewey is a stronger character, more compelling character than Tatum. Yeah. Um, Tatum is kind of one beat, um, but I hated for her death. The death I hated the most, honestly, was Kenny, the the cameraman. Oh, I felt sure. bad for him. I felt bad for Kenny. <laughs> they killed they killed Kenny. Um, uh, but yeah, um, but he got treated so bad. He did. And he and, did. Th- and you know they weren't going to give Courtney Cox uh, the role because they felt that she couldn't be uh, bitchy enough. "Quote unquote," but she I think she pulled it off. Yeah, and still to this day, I felt she should have died in the first scream. You think she should have died? Yeah, I do. Is it because I, she was? Um, uh, by the way, that's Drew. Um, but uh, is it because she was like? Uh, 
I guess it's because of France, because France is two seasons in, and it's and it was a hit at that point, obviously. Yeah. Is it because of Friends? You think that they felt like? No, it has nothing to do with Friends. Like, just, I don't feel her character really goes anywhere. It's no, I'm the, saying, do you feel like they didn't kill her off because oh. of the success of Friends? Like she's a big name. She's probably the biggest name in the film, other than Drew. Uh, so, I, at that I, point, I don't think it really mattered to Wes how big you were. I mean, obviously, you know. But you know what would have been dope, man. If I love the cameo with Wes Craven, it would have been dope though if that was Robert England. Uh, yeah, I wonder if you tried to get Robert just to be the janitor, <laughs> just named Fred, Fred the janitor, and he it would have been dope. That would have been so nice. Um, oh man, I would have loved it, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel you, yeah, but I don't know. I, I think it may have took away from Scream. I mean, I. I don't know. They were watching Halloween, so it really—I don't know if it would have or not, but it would have been a great markout moment for the. Yeah. So well, we have Linda Blair in here. Linda Blair plays a uh, a news reporter. I mean, she, and she's she's exorcist. She's like probably yeah. at that at that point in time one of the biggest horror films of all time, if not the biggest horror films of all. I mean, it's that film crossed over to like mainstream into being a hit, I believe. The Exorcist did, um, definitely. But, um, but yeah, man. Uh, oh man, just but Matthew, freaking Lillard. So you have Jamie Kennedy in this film, who he I thought he did a good job as Randy. I always like Randy, uh, but this guy right here, Matthew Lillard, um, man, like just that, just his energy. And stuff like you said, you already said the lever, the liver alone. Yeah, like, he has the best lines. Like, like, uh, uh, you know, Billy did it because of his his father and his mother, whatever. You know, what's your excuse? He said, "Pure pressure." Yeah, I love that line. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true. Because <laughs> Billy was the leader; he was the alpha male. So, uh, yeah. no, without a doubt, but. Oh man, just Stu was just phenomenal. You, threw the I, you did, yeah, uh, just oh my goodness. I'm feeling yeah. woozy here. Woozy, I'm feeling a little woozy here. Oh I'm man, dying, man. Also, the line about his parents said, "You really call the cops?" My parents yeah, are so disappointed in me. <laughs> yeah. He said, "My parents are gonna be so mad at me," and he started kind of crying. Like, like, like the the because he's a teenager. You remember at that point, they, they, these are just teenage kids. Um, but Billy Loomis, um, I think that uh, I thought that man that they did an excellent job with the villain. That's the thing about this movie, man. It's you said this. It's not so much about Ghostface himself. No, it's more about the reveal of who is Ghostface. Um, and, and then you just want to know, well, why, it, what is your motivation for doing it? You know, um, we've yet to see three killers. We've got, we've gotten obviously two, two, one, two, no, two, two, one, two, two. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's been two except for the second, not second, but the third one. Third. Yeah. Um, Which technically, the first one, I guess you could say, did have three. Yeah, technically, because you find out that he's the ring, he's the ringleader the whole time. It yeah. was me the whole Vince McMahon. It was me. <laughs> you know, you remember that we took. It was yeah. me, Austin. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> um, but hey, um, yeah, man. Uh, so I don't know, man. What else can you say about this movie, man? That's uh, 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 well, I mean, uh, well, we can talk about uh, Dewey, kind of freaking Dewey, man. I yeah, I, uh, well, honestly, he grows with every movie. Yeah, Dewey character. And then I, I've said this all the way till part five. He's the heart of this franchise. He really is. He's he's not the one you suspected to be the heart when it first started. He's like, oh, he's just kind of a side. Barney Five type character, but mm -hmm. by the end of it, man, he you realize he's just 
he's the heart of it. And we'll obviously get to part five, but we'll this talk one, about it at the end. Yeah. Yeah. And this one, he's just so Barney Fife ish. It just, he gets no respect from his sister. <laughs> he gets really no respect at all, period. I mean, even Gail is using him, like, and he, he falls for it. I love him. He's a lovable doofus, and I love him. I mean, I absolutely love him. Yeah, man, I think that, uh, yeah, he was, he, he was, he's an excellent, like you said, excellent. He says, uh, my name's Dwight, uh, and he's his deputy, uh, his, you know, whatever. And she said, all right, Deputy Dewey. But, uh, but, uh, like he gets no respect, uh, but but he he needs he earns the respect. Like he's, I love. Hey, there's that sign. I cracked up. So when uh when the killer, I think at that point was, I think it really was uh Billy that called Sydney at uh Dewey Nim's house. You know at their at their house, Tatum's house. Yeah. Um, but I think that. Uh, whenever Dewey comes to the phone, he says, "Hello." He just kind of like, like, kind of looking like, "Hello." The way he just delivered the line, uh, like he made seeming like, like he didn't know what's going on. So, like, realistically, you know, yeah. I, it's just like it's just a sign of really good actor. And he is David Arquette is a really good actor. People don't people don't give him the love that he deserves, man. Uh, I think he's he's excellent now he's a, he worked in the wrestling business so man the guy is the guy has done it all um but yeah oh i want to point out that dewey and tatum's mother was that mom from gremlins that lady uh she is the mother from gremlins francis lee mccain uh you remember uh she's also the mother she was uh um, the mother in Back to the Future, like she's okay. uh, Lorraine's mother. Lorraine's yeah, mother. Okay. I have a better memory of Back to the Future than I do Gremlins. Like when you say Gremlins, I think of Gizmo and the um, what's his name? I can't think of his name. I I, th I think more of the dad than the mother, though. She's in she's in Footloose as uh, Ethel Mc McCormick. I've never seen. Foot I'm gonna be honest. I've never seen the original Footloose. You never seen uh, Bacon's Footloose. <laughs> I've never seen Baker's Footloose, man. Like all the way through, I've seen just the less dance scene, and he throwing. It's the... Oh, More so you're gonna make me watch it? You're gonna make hey, me I watch it? I have it. I'm gonna make you watch it. More bacon on this podcast. Put a bacon. More bacon. <laughs> More bacon. That's gonna be another shirt we have. More bacon, and it has a picture of Kevin Bacon. Um, but uh, yeah. So, but yeah, she played. I recognized her. She's she was one of those '80s mamas. She's no D. Wallace, but she was good. D. Wallace is the mother of the '80s, uh, but no, I'm man. Thinking. Do you feel I mean, like you know the huh? What you say? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. What'd you say? Nothing. Let's keep uh, going. Oh, it's gonna make it into the short on on YouTube. Whatever you just said. So let's just keep it going. Oh right, well, okay. Um, but yeah. Uh, I want to know. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, man. So they try to make a red herring, uh, make it seem like it's Sydney's father yeah. that was the killer, um, which obviously it wasn't him. Uh, and then I had a thought because you know we know that in the sequel that it's Billy Loomis's mother, mm -hmm. which is like a playoff of Friday Thirteenth. Jason Voorhees' mother, um, which I love that, um, which we'll talk about that next week. But I was thinking about, I had a random thought. I was like, what if the killer in the next like movie, what if it was like Billy Loomis's mother, or Billy Loomis's dad? You know, I had that weird random thought, uh, but obviously it's not. Um, um, I think it's. Well, you haven't seen the trailers. It's, I haven't it's, seen the trailers. You watch the trailers, you're going to... Whoever it is, they're a fan since okay. the Okay. Okay. All right. Cool, cool. All right. Well, um, anything else you want to mention or bring up? 
I would like to bring up Cotton Weary, um, who Cotton was framed Sydney's mother's death. Lee Shrive. Lee yeah. Shrive. Um, how did you feel of the usage of his of his character? You know, well, he was a he was an unknown at the time, honestly. Uh, so uh, I think they used him the appropriate way. They used him more in part two because at yeah. that point. At that point, Lee Lee, uh, I'm trying to find his name. I don't Lee Shriver. Uh, at that point, by part two, I think he went on to do other stuff uh, and become more of a name. Um, I always know the guy is, is, is Sabretooth. That's who I immediately go to with him. Uh, don't blame me, man. I don't know, but uh, yeah, man. I th- he was. He's saber- well, I always go to Cotton Weary with him. He's yeah. gonna always be Cotton Weary, but in this saber too, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just think that um, they used him more in the uh, in the part next two. part yeah. two, which makes uh, total sense because he was framed and you know. But I also love how they used him here. Uh, it made it it made it more interesting to me. About a guy that's on death row, who's framed. How's he going to be like in a sequel? You know, because you knew he was going to have to come come into play somehow. My only problem with his character is they killed him off way too soon. Like, oh, you're talking about in part three? three yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that was always the most disappointing. Uh, that's the, one of my, and we'll talk about it when we get to three. But that was that was so disappointing to me that they uh, killed him off in. Um, like his the his first pretty much first death, you know, not you know his fiance, but yeah, man, I think that they uh, they did him a dis- disservice because I wanted more. I think they do they do disservices by killing off certain characters uh, prematurely. Jamie Kennedy, uh, aka Randy, I think that I hated I hated that's what I hate about too was his death. Uh, because I hated it, but I, at the same time, I felt it was needed. Yeah, how they were telling the story, you needed a big death there. I but mean, I will say this though, because of his death, we later on now have his niece and nephew in the film. His niece, primarily, who was pretty much like a him, and yeah. so you know, uh, so I love that we have her, um, and so it's I lo- that's what I love about it this franchise man is that honestly you said this before there's not a bad film at all in them there's some that you don't like as much as the others yeah. but there's, there's no bad films in it um but um and it's all it's usually for the most part it's usually about the characters than it is ghost ghostface yeah but um yeah, we'll. Uh, so, anything else you want to mention before we go ahead and give our, our numbers? Well, what did you think about the reveal when it was Billy and Stu? Um, well, we were, right, we're so, watching so, it. I mean, did you? Yeah. Um, so, the first thing now I noticed that. Wait a minute. All right, um, but yeah, I felt that uh, the reveal of it being uh, Stu and uh, Billy Loomis uh, was really, I thought it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was good to reveal. And um, give me a moment here. You keep it talking, keep it moving. Okay, I thought it was... It was him talking, but uh, I'll go ahead and say, I think mine is, it's predictable that it's Billy rewatching it, um, you know, going back, rewatching it, seeing how everything was revealed. I, st- I still don't want to believe it was Stu, though. I mean, yeah. it, it's just hard to, to fathom. I mean, it, it hurts me that it was Stu because <laughs> he's so lovable in this movie, but yeah. uh, he kills his girlfriend. He kills his ex-girlfriend. I mean, well, and he has a thing for Sydney. That's <laughs> what I want to bring up real quick. Uh, well, 
And I'll answer your question, then I'm going to bring this up to you before we get to, get to our marks, our, 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 our numbers uh, for this film. So I thought that the reveal that it was Billy was, like, predictable, you know, because um, once you see him come downstairs, he survived the stabbing. Yeah, you know, it's kind of predictable. But then, like, with it being Stu, that's the shocker that it was Stu. Stu was involved. Uh, now, when they was outside the house, he said, you know, Stu's saying Jamie, uh, that Randy's gone crazy. Randy's going crazy. He tried to kill me. And then Randy's like, no, Stu's going crazy, you know. And, you know, and so you're like, who to believe? And I'm like, you're right, girl. Lock them out. Lock them both out. You know, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, I want to bring this up. Because this is this is something I think I'm going to go through who I think did what murders. I think Casey was Stu. Stu murdered her. I think maybe even Billy might have been there, but I don't think he killed her. I think that was Stu. Stu because she broke up with Stu. That's why she needed to die. That was the that was the purpose for her death. Um, and so uh, after that, the next murder was the principal uh, Henry Winkler character. I think that that was Billy Lewis. I think Billy must have killed the principal. Um, I don't know why I think that. I just feel like he did. I feel like he did that. I don't think that was Stu. Uh, then with uh, with uh, Tatum, I think that that was That was definitely Stu. Stu. I think that was Stu uh, because at the because he had a robe on the whole time, and then like after that scene, he was kind of fully dressed. Like he probably changed his clothes and kind of, or or not changed his clothes, but he finally got fully dressed or whatever. Um, uh, and uh, let's see, Kenny. Uh, Kenny was, I think Kenny was Billy Loomis. I think Kenny was Billy, maybe, or he might have been Stu. I don't know. I think Stu did majority of the killings. Yeah, and he also yeah. has the, the signature wiping the knife. Yeah, yeah, he has the signature wiping the knife. Uh, but the other one doesn't. Uh, Billy didn't really do that. Uh, so, and I think Stu is the one that get beat up the most. Like he got, you know, whenever yeah. the the ghost face getting taking punches, taking blows, it's, it was not Billy. I think it was Stu getting beat up. Um, now I do think there's Billy at the at Sydney's house. I think that's Billy. I think it's Billy in the bathroom. I don't know. I think so. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. He, in the bathroom, I would say that it would, if it was either one of them, it was Stu. He's just, he's clumsy. <laughs> so Billy didn't come off clumsy to me. You know, he, and I also love his reasoning uh, for it. You know, he wanted revenge over Sydney's mom and, uh, like it, it, it traumatized him. Any, it would. I mean, I'm not not to that level. I don't think, but I, I do love his reasoning. Like, like it, Stu's just going. It is peer pressure. <laughs> no doubt. You know, it it is. It, yeah. It's like either you do this or I'm going to kill you. Probably kind of yeah. conversation they had. Yeah. But um, um, but yeah, I'm I just curious to know your thoughts. Um. um. I don't know. I, I do agree with you about the, the principal, which I also feel was a wasted death. Like, I didn't, I don't think he needed to die. I think his death was to draw people away from the party to the, to the school yeah. so that they can set up the final act. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, you ready for your numbers? Ready to give the numbers? I'm ready, sir. This is not no surprise. It's five markouts out of five. It's perfect for a film. Uh, I don't. I, I think that it's just one of those iconic movies that, uh, like I said, it got parodies. You know, a scary movie, and uh, with other things that kind of came after its wake. Uh, yeah. Even even Halloween, ninety uh, Halloween H two O, essentially wanted to copy the formula of Scream, but you know, but Scream is Scream, man. It's a Scream baby. So, yeah, I mean, it was. I agree with you. It's the, it's the perfect slasher movie, in my opinion. It, it's 
I haven't seen one done better since. I don't think there's been one done better before either. I, to me, I mean, a lot of people are going to disagree. They're going to go Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween or something in the 80s. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, it was Scream just changed the game. It just it changed horror. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people will probably say for the worse, but it, it changed it. Uh, and so, but yeah, it's a five out of five for me. Uh, it's a scream. It's a scream, baby. Um, all right. Well, um, next week we'll be here with uh, Scream 2. Uh, tonight I plan on trying to watch Get Him a Rink. Um, uh, we may be shooting on Thursday again because I think next week's my birthday. I don't know if it's my birthday or maybe it's, I'm a week. I'm overshooting it. Uh, it's the 24th, whenever that is. It's on a Friday. It's the 24th, no. birthday? Yeah. Okay, it's in two weeks. Right, so we'll no. be on Friday next week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, then 20, what do we want them to do, Brandon? I don't know, Aaron. What do we want them to do? <laughs> Aaron would love for you to like, share, comment. And he would like for you to hit that little subscribe button. Oh, hell yeah. That's what I want. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. Um, and then if you like this content you want to make suggestions, let us know in the comments below. Uh, check us out on Facebook, on our Instagram um, stuff. Uh, Aaron Knows Movies. At Instagram, Brandon is... Film guy something. <laughs> 1985, I think. 1985, yeah. yeah. Your birthday, you don't even remember your birth year. Jeez, guy. It's not my birth year. It's really? not my birth year. What is it then? What's the significance? 1985 is Back to the Future. Oh, get out of my face. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, in the meantime and in between time, Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spavi. And we are the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. Thank you for marking out with us in this horror section.